If you don't have an email list, then you don't have a direct line to your customers. Reaching your clients, audience, supporters, and fans with the right message at the right time in the right place becomes easy when you've got a strategic email list in place. My email list is the number one way I drive profits in my business. And major bonus here, it's a lot easier and way more fun than you might think. That's why I'm teaching a free live workshop all about growing your email list called From Zero Subscribers or Zero Strategy to an Engaged Email List That Lasts. I'll show you how to kick off your email list building strategy with no fear because I know it can be scary to start something new in your business. Save your virtual seat at growanemaillist.com. Inside of my free live workshop, you'll learn why email marketing is 10 times more effective than posting on social media, my secret to sending out weekly emails without adding a ton of work to my plate, my best tips for getting people to hit subscribe, and what to actually say to them to convert them from subscribers to paying clients and customers. Save your seat now at growanemaillist.com. That's growanemaillist.com to get started with an email list strategy that drives real results. I'll see you at the masterclass. These conversations and these questions open us up to the next level of support, of friendship, of wisdom, of strategy that can totally transform the trajectory of your life and your business. Hey, my name is Jenna Kutcher, and I am obsessed with all things business, marketing, numbers, and helping you to navigate both the messy and the magical seasons of this thing called life. I'm a small town mama who took a $300 camera, grew a successful photo biz, and now I work from home and run a seven-figure online business. I teach you the tried and true secrets to building a career you adore. Shy away from the real talk? (laughs) No way. Money, hardship, growth, loss, and marketing are all topics we discuss here. Think of this as your one-stop shop for happy hour with a gal pal mixed with business school. Pull up a seat, make sure you're cozy, and get ready to be challenged and encouraged while you learn. This is the Gold Digger Podcast. Do you ever have those events in your life where it kind of forms a chasm, almost like this before and after? You can trace changes in your life or a change in your trajectory or a change in your direction just from one decision or one person or one event. I feel like I have a lot of those. And a lot of times when I think about my career or where it's taken me, I often take the time to trace the origins of a lot of those big things that unfolded before me. It's funny because I can viscerally remember four years ago getting a text message. Coco was a teeny tiny baby. And it was my friend, Brendan Burchard. And he said, hey, Pretty sure I reached out to you, but it was right after you gave birth and you didn't respond, which was totally okay. But I'm gathering some people in Puerto Rico and I really want you to be there. And I know you have a little one, so it's totally cool if you don't come, but I'd love to have you. And I remember having this feeling in my gut of like, I need to go. I need to go. And Coco was a small baby, but it was this invitation that really did change my life. Brendan literally was like, all you have to do is just show up. You don't have to pay anything. Just literally come. I just want to gather some friends and thought leaders and I want us to just be together. Well, I was recently in Napa and it was my fourth time attending this type of event hosted by my incredible friend, Brendan Burchard. And every single time I go, I feel like it creates this chasm in my life, this before and this after. I create new friendships. I get new ideas. I unlock different strategies. Like there's just so much that can happen when you gather. 
And so anytime he extends an invitation, my immediate response is yes, I'll be there. And this time it was really interesting because we were living way up in Northern Minnesota, up at our lake house because our home build was delayed. And so just to get to Napa, it was like a two and a half hour drive and then a little flight and then a two hour layover, then another flight and then another drive. I mean, I literally felt like I could have gotten to Europe faster, but it was absolutely worth it. And if you follow me on social, you probably saw some of the behind the scenes. Maybe you saw some of your favorite leaders there. I got so many DMs of like, what is this? How do I get there? I want to be a part of this. And it was just this really, really incredible experience. And one of the things that I love about this group is just this level of trust and confidentiality. And so I'm not coming on the podcast to share everybody's secrets. But one thing that I wanted to share with you are the five questions that we all had to answer. And I actually think you're going to be super surprised at what questions we were asking and answering as a collective group. But I also want to share this as a way to encourage you to create some sort of practice, whether it is just with yourself in solitude or with other peers in your industry or other leaders in your area. These five questions are what we talked about the entire weekend. And so today I'm going to walk you through the questions and what some of my takeaways were in answering them so that you can steal this framework for yourself and know that you're using the framework that some of the top leaders in the world are using to help guide them to better conversations and better answers. Let's dive on into today's show. One of the best things about hosting the Gold Digger podcast is getting to chat with people who are experts in areas that I'm not, like the area of product-based businesses. I got to host a conversation with Jacqueline Snyder and Mina Kunlo-Sitep from the Product Boss podcast last year, and now I am so excited because they have joined me on the HubSpot Podcast Network, the audio destination for business professionals. Take your physical product sales and strategy to the next level to create your dream life with a workshop style strategy hour of social media and marketing strategies so that you can up level as the boss of your business. If you love Gold Digger, I know you'll love the product boss. So tune in wherever you get your podcasts. Let me kind of set the stage for you. So we had this gorgeous conference room and we had these tables set up in a square. And it's actually kind of crazy because when I think back to the first mastermind that Brendan invited me to, it was small. It was actually quite small. I think there was maybe 15 of us. And over the years, it's grown and it's grown and it's grown. And people bring their partners, their spouses, their co-founders with. And so it's kind of expanded over time. And so we had this beautiful conference room. We had these tables all in a square so that we could all kind of see one another. And we had this format. And I have been a part of paid masterminds. I've been a part of informal masterminds. I've been a part of Zoom masterminds. And the one thing that is so specific and can totally transform the experience of the event and the outcomes that each recipient gets is the framework that you rely on in this setting. Because here's the thing, if you think about it, you get a lot of people who are used to being on stage, who are used to being the center of attention, who love to talk, who love to share, who have knowledge, who have expertise. If you don't have a framework, you can get derailed really quickly. So one thing that a lot of masterminds do and something that I would challenge you to do if you want to go deeper or kind of get more results with other people is to have some sort of framework that you lean on. 
So what we did is we had five questions. Every single person at the table had to answer these five questions. And it's actually, we kind of have a joke about this, but I am the timer. I don't know if it's like my wedding photography background of like having to stay on schedule or the fact that I am the mom of a toddler who often says, okay, honey, we're leaving the park in five minutes. I'm going to set a timer. But I always become the timer at these events, which is a blessing and a curse. And so we each had 15 minutes. Now, what was super fascinating, and I'm going to dive a little bit deeper into this as I go through what these five questions are, is that you have 15 minutes. You have the floor for 15 minutes. You get to choose how you use that 15 minutes, how long you stay on each question, and if you save time at the end for other people to chime in with different ideas or solutions or resources. So question number one is this. It's a really simple one. It might not blow your mind, but it is so important. Question number one is, what are you thankful for? And I loved starting with this question, especially being in a group where I didn't know everyone super well. I feel like it's a beautiful way for everybody to start their shares. So whenever the clock started for someone, they started off with what their gratitudes were. And there's so much science behind the practice of gratitude and how it can change your life. One thing that I realized being in that room is that people were super specific with their gratitude. And I loved it. I feel like you can get to know someone so quickly when they simply express what they are thankful for in their life. There was someone in the room who had faced cancer. They were so grateful for their health. There was someone in the room who had been through a divorce and they were so grateful for their support system as they went through that. So I just feel like you can learn a lot about people and what they value through their gratitude. And one thing that I noticed that I thought was really interesting is a lot of people were really emotional when it came to gratitude. Like we had boxes of Kleenex like on all of the tables because it was just this beautiful reminder of like expressing the things in your life that maybe you take for granted, maybe you don't. But so much gratitude was rooted with like deep emotions. And it kind of got me thinking about how sometimes in life, we stifle recognizing or even communicating our gratitude. Because maybe we think, well, people don't get it. Or like, you know, a lot of people have it way worse than I do. And if I just bring this up, it's just rubbing it in their face. You know, my parents often say that sometimes they can struggle to connect with their friends because they're super fortunate that all three kids are happy and successful and in good relationships. And sometimes they don't even talk about us as kids because they know that so many people are struggling with their relationships. And I just felt like there was this common thread in the room of like people being able to freely express their gratitude in a space where people just welcomed it. Maybe this is just a reminder for you to like ask someone that you love, like, what's something you're grateful for today? Like, what's something I can celebrate with you today? but also to not stifle your joy. One thing that was super fascinating to me and as I was kind of decompressing and just thinking about our time together is that I don't think a single person brought up any business accomplishments in their gratitude, which really made me think that it's not necessarily about what you do, but how you do it and who you do it with or do it for. So much of the gratitudes were focused on family and relationships. And that was just really shocking to me, right? Like you're in a room with really accomplished entrepreneurs 
And not a single one is saying like, oh, I'm so glad we had a million dollar launch or I'm so glad that this product, it was like really rooted in who you're doing it with and how you're doing it. And I thought that was so cool. So how can you apply question number one? My question for you is thinking about how can you make gratitude the staple in your daily life or with your team, whether you make a list or you have a Slack channel or you start each team call or you go to bed with your partner at the end of the night and you share something you're thankful for. How can you kind of invite in not only the act of gratitude, but the art of expressing your gratitude? And I just loved that. And that was kind of the foundation of people's shares and where we started. And I thought it was just really beautiful and a really beautiful way for people to kind of express their values and some of the things that they walked through that make them utterly grateful for maybe some of the simpler things in life. Question number two, I loved it. What is exciting you right now? So I've shared about this practice on this podcast before, but last year I adopted this practice of journaling. Now I am someone who has historically hated journaling. I've really struggled to journal or see the point in journaling. And last year that changed for me. In fact, I even launched my own journal, the How Are You Really Journal. If you want to check it out, you can go to jennacutcher.com slash journal. It's for sale. It's beautiful. But I loved the question, what is exciting you right now? Because it's a question I've been asking myself every single day for months. And what has been really interesting about inviting this practice into my life is starting to pay attention to the places and the areas and the things that excite me. Like, what gets me out of bed? Like what gets the blood flowing? What do I find myself researching? What do I find myself talking to strangers about? Like what could I stand on stage and give a 60 minute keynote unprepared on? Like what is exciting you right now? And I loved this question because humans are innately excitable. We're curious creatures. And it really showed me like, you know, that feeling that look of when you talk to someone and their eyes just light up and they could talk a mile a minute, like passion is contagious. And so when people answered this question, it was just really cool to see them switch from like this moment of like pure gratitude and and maybe more emotion to like this excitement that was like palpable. Like for me, I found myself even in conversation with people when we were at lunch or whatever, like I am obsessed with health stuff and biohacking and I'm so passionate. I could talk to people for hours about it. And if someone asked me a question, I could just go on and on and on on a tangent of what I've learned and what my experience has been. And so I loved answering this question and I loved hearing other people's answers about like, what is exciting you? And what was so cool is that hearing other leaders talk about what they're excited about and what they're trying and experimenting and learning and researching. I learned so much. Like a lot of times we don't pause long enough to inspect like, what is exciting me today? What is that telling us? Like, what is that excitement showing us? How might it be guiding us in a new direction for one of the participants in the mastermind? Like he is a super accomplished podcaster and stuff. And he was like, I have been so excited about like, art. Like I want to like create with my hands again. Like I used to do that years and years and years ago. And I want to get back into that. And so just kind of seeing how life changes and excitement comes in different forms. I loved it. And I also loved this question specifically in a group setting, because then after people had shared their excitement, if you're sitting next to them at dinner 
or at lunch, or if you're riding on the bus next to them on our way to a meal, like you have these pieces of information that you can have these really cool conversations about that wouldn't be possible if we weren't sharing what was exciting us. And I just loved that question. So how you can steal this is I would love for you either to adopt my journaling practice. I did an entire episode about how you can steal my journaling practice, no journal required, but how you can kind of get in touch with yourself more every day and ask yourself, what is exciting me? Like, what am I truly excited about? And how can I go deeper on that? Or what is that excitement revealing to me? Or what am I curious about? And how can I follow that curiosity maybe in a new direction? Question number three is what is working for you right now? Now, I loved this because so many of us in the room are really great at marketing and we love strategy and we love systems. And so getting really honest about like, hey, this one thing is working so good right now. If you are struggling with X, Y, or Z, maybe this one thing could help you. Now, you've likely heard Pareto's principle that 80% of your results come from 20% of your efforts. So why this question is so important is when you know what's actually working for you or what is driving your results, you can go a lot deeper. You can double down. You can optimize those efforts. You can explode your results. This was a chance for us to kind of share where we're excelling or what's going great or where our expertise lies or any strategies that others in the group could adopt. And one thing that is so cool about a mastermind is you really go in like open mind, open heart, like ready to share. And so this question was a challenge for us of like, how can I share something that is not only working for me, but how can I help other people in this room apply this thing and elevate their results? And so what I loved for this is a lot of times I get different ideas or maybe there's like this spark that comes from hearing someone else speak about something that's working for them. And so my question for you would be, when is the last time that you really looked at what is working for you? Like you got super honest and you were like, hey, what is driving my results? What is moving the needle? What is that top offer or product or service that I'm giving? When we break down Pareto's principle, and it's always just so fascinating to me, a lot of times people don't even realize that like one of their offers is doing 80, 90% of their profits, or one of their systems is giving them 90% of their results. And so I want to challenge you to really ask yourself, what is working really well? And are there opportunities to optimize or double down on that? What I was sharing about at the mastermind, and I can share this because it was my share, is that what is working for me right now is that as a team, as a company, we are focusing on going super deep and not wide. And it's really making us look at this question on a whole new level of like, what is working and how do we double down on that? And we are getting really nitty gritty. I shared in a recent episode about how I hired a CMO. And one of the big focuses is really getting super clear and specific in our analytics so that we can really understand what is driving the results. And I love this because when we really look at like what is working for you right now, I truly believe that there is always a way that you can optimize, strategize, or systemize what is already getting you results so that those results can come with less effort and make a greater impact. And so this question of what's working for you right now, I loved hearing 
what people were saying. And what was also really interesting about this question is that some people were just sharing like different ways that they were connecting with their kids or their partners. Some people were sharing different ways that they were structuring their team or meetings. Like it was just really cool because we weren't all dialed in on the same topic, but we were all gleaning different ideas and insight from one another, knowing like, Hey, this is working really well for someone. I wonder if there's something from that that I could take or steal or tailor to my personality or my business or my team or my family and utilize in my own life. And so it was just like a really inspiring question and also something that kind of gets you maybe thinking outside of your box of like, oh, I hadn't even considered that or that wasn't even a realm that I was working in, but maybe that's something that I should try. My team and I absolutely hit the ground running in 2023, and I feel like we're going along at a pretty good clip to start off the new year. One thing that is so important to me as a business owner and a leader of this small but mighty team is getting aligned on our shared mission and goals for the year. If you're the same way, HubSpot is a fantastic tool. With HubSpot CRM, you can keep your marketing, sales, operations, and service teams in sync on one powerful platform that grows with your business. Capture leads, boost sales, and engage customers all from one powerful platform. Tools like a unified contact record, help desk automation, and customizable reporting make it easy to unite your team around a single source of truth, which means you can spend less time managing your software and more time connecting with your customers. Learn how HubSpot can help your business grow better in 2023 and get a special offer of 20% off on eligible plans at HubSpot.com slash Gold Digger. Gold Diggers, we all know the B2B landscape can be a bit complex. From lengthy buying cycles to complicated decision-making processes, reaching your target audience can be tough, but I found a solution tailored just for you. LinkedIn ads. A whopping 79% of B2B content marketers say LinkedIn produces the best results for paid media. That's because with LinkedIn ads, you're not just casting a wide net and hoping for the best. You're strategically building relationships and driving real results. We're talking about a platform with over a billion members, including 180 million senior level executives and 10 million C-level executives. You are networking with the actual decision makers. And LinkedIn's targeting and measurement tools are specifically designed for B2B marketers, meaning you're not wasting time or money on irrelevant leads. In fact, in the tech industry, LinkedIn ads have been shown to generate two to five times higher return on ad spend compared to other social media platforms. Using LinkedIn ads allows you to stay ahead of the curve when it comes to industry trends and developments, whether it's finding the perfect partner for a collaboration or uncovering new opportunities for growth, LinkedIn can be your secret weapon. Make B2B marketing everything it can be and get a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash goal to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash goal. Terms and conditions apply. Question number four was this. What are you struggling with right now? This is usually where people actually spent the majority of their time. You know, it's been really interesting. So I've been a part of this group and the group kind of changes and transforms and evolves as the years go by. But when we first met up that first time in Puerto Rico four years ago, the group was really focused on business. Like we sat down, I remember like cracking open my computer and being like, here's how we plan out our launches. Here's how we project manage. Here's what this funnel looks like. We like we were 
into this nitty gritty strategy. And something really fascinating happened with the group, specifically after COVID and the first time we got to meet post pandemic. I feel like a lot of the conversation went from business and marketing and conversion and cost per lead and all of these, you know, nitty gritty things that are wonderful. And it really broke us open to talk about the vulnerabilities of being a CEO, running a team, having some level of success, trying to manage a family and relationships. And it's been this beautiful evolution that has resulted in this level of vulnerability that just wasn't there before. Not because it was surface level, but because someone wasn't willing to go first. And as the author of a book called How Are You Really?, I really think that a lot of times we are having more surface level conversations when really our hearts want to scuba dive, right? Like we want to go deep with people. And it's always interesting in these settings because if someone is willing to go there first, other people feel invited to follow suit. And so what was really interesting is with question four, what are you struggling with right now? there were a gamut of topics that were covered. Someone shared that they just had this struggle of like having deep and meaningful friendships. Someone was struggling with team and hires. And what was beautiful is I love that we were publicly sharing this area of our lives and businesses because then it not only kind of gives you that like humanity, that level of humanity of like, wait, you know, some of these people that I look up to that are so successful that I think they have it all figured out. Oh my gosh, they are struggling with something. But it also gives you this invitation to know how you can show up for people outside of the mastermind, right? Like one friend who was in the group just said, please just check in on me more. Like, please just just say, how are you? And check in. Like, I need people to check in. I'm always checking in on other people. And all I'm struggling with is like, please check in. And that level of vulnerability was just so inspiring and so beautiful. And I just feel like I learned so much about people. One thing that's beautiful when you're in a group setting like this and people get really honest about where their struggles are is that there are likely other people in the room who their strengths lie where your weaknesses are. And so when you take the time to not only acknowledge, but express where it is that you're struggling, relationships naturally just go to a whole other level. They naturally deepen because you are inviting people to step in and share their strengths with you. And so this question was really eye-opening and just really beautiful. And I feel like it invited people to go deep fast, but it also gave us this basis of like, now I know how to support or how to be a better friend or how to show up long past this event for someone because I know what it is that they're struggling with. And so I really loved that. And I would just encourage you, one practice that I invited into my life this last year and let me give it a little bit of context because it's been really life-changing, is that I always try to not assume that I know where someone is at on a day-to-day basis. What happened to me, and it was really fascinating, I almost felt like I was living in an experiment. But after I had Quinn, I had just all of these unread text messages, right? Like so many people that were so kind, like, congratulations, checking in, like, how are you doing? And I started to notice this really interesting phenomenon happening in my text messages. About half of them 
were like, oh my gosh, like you had the baby, like you're living in that sweet newborn bubble. Oh, soak it in. It goes by so fast. And then the other half were like, oh my gosh, those sleepless nights, like you are wearing a diaper, baby's wearing a diaper. It's so hard. Hang in there. And while all of those messages were so well intentioned and so beautiful, like that outreach was so beautiful. What I realized is, is that a lot of times we as humans share what our experience was and kind of cast that onto someone else's experience. And when we do that, we never give people the opportunity to say, here's where I'm at today. And so what I started to do is, let's say one of my friends has a baby, or I know one of my friends is going through a divorce. Instead of guessing where they are at and expecting them to meet me where that guess is, I say, hey, on a scale of one to 10, where are you at today? So that I know how to show up for you. If somebody's at a one, I want to step in and I want to support and love and really be there. Somebody's at a 10, I want to show up with confetti and celebrate with them. And a lot of times, especially when we share things on the internet or when we are experiencing maybe a level of success, a lot of times we approach conversations with this expectation that someone is where we assume they are instead of giving them an opportunity to share where they really are. And so when people were sharing what they were struggling with, some of it was not a surprise because people have been vulnerable in their lives online, but some of it was a surprise. And it just reminded me of like, instead of entering conversations with the assumption of where we think someone should be, what if we enter conversations and just say like, where are you at? How are you going? Internet aside or your Instagram life aside, like tell me about you and where you're at today. So I know how to show up. And so that's just been a tool in my life that you can totally steal And also a tool that I use on myself and in my journaling practice of like, where am I at? How am I really on a scale of one to 10 today? Okay. So the last question was this, what do you need help with right now? I'm like laughing because I literally just got done texting my family. We are in such a season of transition, you know, with the house move and things going on. And I literally texted my family. I said, I hate asking for help, but can somebody help me with this? And it just reminded me of how much we struggle with asking for help. Question five was, what do you need help with right now? What do you need help with right now? Let me tell you, it is humbling to stand in a room of people that you respect, of brilliant minds, of peers in your industry and say the words, I need help. And yet humbling aside, that was where the magic actually lived. When you can actually admit that you need help, there is this level of humanity brought into your life and your business, but also there is this extension and this invitation of you inviting someone else to utilize their strength or to share their genius. What was super interesting, one person in the room is a brilliant copywriter. And he said, he said, guys, please send me pieces of copy, like email them to me. I love reviewing it. It is so fun for me. And I remember that night I went back to one of the rooms with my friend and she was like, do you think you really meant that? And I was like, absolutely. I've done that with him. And he came alive in helping me. And it was just this reminder of when we ask for help, it is not always a burden. It is an invitation for someone else to step in and use their genius or their strengths. And it was so cool for people to say, here's what I need help with. Because not only is it a humbling experience, 
but it is an invitation. And especially when you're in a room with 40 other people who have varying strengths, it was giving different people this opportunity of like, wait, I'm really good at that thing. Or I know someone that can help, or I just went through this, like, let me step in and give that advice. What was super interesting about how we kind of moved through this is, like I said at the beginning, I was the timekeeper and everybody had 15 minutes. And it was really interesting to see how different people utilize their time. So everyone had the same amount of time. Now, what was fascinating about this is that people could talk the entire time. So they could use all 15 minutes to answer these five questions, or they could be super concise and leave a ton of time at the end which gave the opportunity for other people in the room to chime in, to offer insight, to give advice in real time. And so it was really interesting to see how people leveraged that limited amount of time. Like one person spoke for maybe four and a half minutes, spoke super fast, answered all five questions. And then we had 10 minutes to mastermind together to offer suggestions and insight. Other people really just needed to get some things off their chest. They just needed to use that 15 minutes to share, to even sit in gratitude for six of the minutes, right? And so it was really interesting to see how different people had different needs with the same amount of time. There is that Einstein quote that says, if I had an hour to solve a problem and my life depended on the solution, I would spend the first 55 minutes determining the proper question to ask. For once I know the proper question, I could solve the problem in less than five minutes. And so here were a few things I noticed when it came to this question that really elevated the experience as well as the outcome for the person seeking the help. The more specific that someone was in their ask, the better support they could get. So when people were a little generic with what they truly needed help with, some of the time might've been wasted because people were just offering ideas and solutions that weren't really addressing the true problem, right? The more specific you can be, the better support you can get. And so do you, let's say you got in a room like this or you were sitting with a mentor or a peer, Do you have clarity in what it actually is that you need help with? And are you asking the right questions? I think about that Einstein quote often because I think our tendency is to ask the wrong questions and therefore we get the wrong answers and we don't really know what to do with them. If you've ever felt like you invested maybe in a coach or a mentor or you sat down with someone and you're like, I did not get the answers I wanted... I would actually turn it to you in a level of accountability and say, did you ask the right question? Hey, gold diggers. Lately, I've been getting excited to finish furnishing our new home, which is why I want to tell you about a brand that we absolutely love, which is Article. I have been a fan and a customer of Article for years. I'm always blown away by the curated assortment of furniture styles they offer. They have mid-century modern, coastal, industrial, Scandinavian, and even boho designs. There is something for everyone, no matter your taste. In our last house, we had their sofa and leather chairs. At our lake house, we have their dining table and chairs. We also just ordered some of their outdoor furniture for our new patio. Like, if you can't tell, we are obsessed with Article. The quality and style are top-notch. Article's online-only model means that they can offer some great prices with fast and hassle-free delivery. Pick the delivery time that works for you, and they keep you updated every step of the way. Article's customer 
team is also amazing. They're knowledgeable, friendly, and always there when you need them. If you're like me and you're itching to give your home a makeover, I highly recommend checking out Article. They believe in delightful design for every home. And thanks to their commitment to style, quality, and affordability, it's never been easier to transform your space. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash gold digger and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash gold digger for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. On top of my many titles as mom, entrepreneur, and creative, I've also added host. Drew and I host on Airbnb on our favorite island in Hawaii. We started hosting as a way to make some extra income, and we've had such an easy breezy experience. Now we host year after year, and it's been a fantastic side hustle. Not to brag, but we've also been crowned Airbnb Superhost several times, so we are really killing the game. It's about having spaces we can enjoy as a family while creating memorable experiences for our guests, and it helps that we earn a little extra cash on the side. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The second thing that I noticed and learned and thought was super insightful is that it is so important that you have this level of discernment when you ask for help. A lot of times people can have these incredible ideas, but it's also up to you as someone who is getting solutions or ideas thrown at you to be in touch with yourself, to really be honest, are these ideas and solutions aligned with my vision or my goal? Bring your discernment to the table and really be honest about what is and isn't aligned with you. I learned this very early on. I remember the first time I ever attended any sort of like conference or workshop, I took notes like I was transcribing every single word said. There was a piece of me that believed if I just got all the answers and if I did exactly what that person had done, then obviously I'm going to get the same level of success. I did not bring discernment to that table. And over the years, I've learned that it is incredible to be surrounded by brilliant minds, but sometimes their ideas or solutions are not aligned with what you truly want or where you want to go. And it was really interesting because seeing different people ask their question or expressing what they needed help with there were definitely some answers or solutions that just didn't fit the person that was asking it, whether it was just not the right timing or not the right idea. But it didn't mean that like that time was wasted. It was beautiful. It might've sparked something for someone else in the room. And so I just want to say that two of the big things that I saw is the more specific that people were with what they needed help with, the better support they could get. For example, one person in the room has an incredible audience, has a devoted following. They want to take what they've learned and create a course. Well, when we were talking in a conversation before they got to their ask, before they got their 15 minutes, I was like, hey, hey, what are you going to ask for help with? And their question was super generic. It was like, I want to launch a course. What would you tell me? And I was like, okay, Let's distill this down. Like, how can we get even more specific? What if you said, I am going to launch a course on this topic in the next 90 days? What do I need to do first, second, and third in order to get this course off the ground? And who do I need to hire in order to help me do that? That kind of question is going to get a very different answer than just saying, Hey, in the next year, I want to launch a course, right? And so the more specific you can be, the better support you can get. 
And then also just the better discernment you have, the more likely you are to take the right actions based on the advice given to you. The third thing that I've learned after doing many of these events is do not be afraid to circle back. Now, a lot of times we ask for help, right? Maybe we're in this very vulnerable moment. Maybe we're at a table like we were in Napa with sharing and we have this vulnerable ask for help. And then we just wait for people to show up, right? Sometimes you have to be more assertive in this exchange. There were a few things that I wrote down in my notebook, things that I was like, hey, I want to follow up with this person on this. Or someone mentioned this resource and I want to make sure that I get my hands on it. And so we have to remain poised in that position of asking for help and not just assume or put the responsibility on the helper. A lot of times things fall through the cracks or you're with people and you're in that moment and you're like, oh yeah, we're totally going to do this together. Or I'll jump on a call with you and help you with this thing. And then we just wait for them to show up. But what I've learned is that you have to stay assertive in that exchange in order to really get the support that you truly need and not just wait for people to show up for you. So those are the three big takeaways around asking for help that I've learned that can totally transform the result of what that ask brings you. So there you have it. Let me review the five questions for you again. So question one, what are you thankful for? Question two, what is exciting you right now? Question three, what is working for you right now? Question four, what are you struggling with? And question number five, what do you need help with? And what I want for you is to really ask yourself, what would it look like if I were to bring these five questions into my life and business? From a personal level, maybe you set a reminder on your calendar and every single month you check in on yourself and you ask yourself these five questions. But better yet, what would it look like if you could run these five questions with people that you love or peers in your industry or the mom's group in your town or a book club, what would it look like to bring these five questions to a table and to answer them with someone else? Now, these are the basis of the powerful life-changing conversations that we had at the mastermind, the conversations that lead to the chasm of the before and after that I can trace in the sand of my life. And they're a way that we can not just support one another in real time, but show up for each other in a deeper way throughout the next year. I truly believe that the reason why these meetups and these gatherings are so life-changing is not just for the three days where you're in the same space with one another, but for the way that these conversations and these questions open us up to the next level of support, of friendship, of wisdom, of strategy that can totally transform the trajectory of your life and your business. And so I hope that you can steal these five questions for yourself and not just for yourself, but for your team or for other people. And I hope that this inspires you to maybe gather some people that you've been meaning to gather so that you can not just do this journey alone. I hope that this inspires you. And I am just so grateful to have had the opportunity to kick off this year in a room with people that inspire me with this level of vulnerability that these questions allowed us to have. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Gold Digger Podcast. If you love today's episode and you haven't left a review yet, would you take two seconds to do that? 
It literally means the absolute world to me. I read every single review and take that feedback and those compliments. And it really helps fire me up to keep showing up week after week. And so if you haven't yet, subscribe and review. And thank you so much for letting me be a part of your life. And thank you for hitting play on another episode of the Gold Digger Podcast. Of course, until next time, keep on digging your biggest goals. I'm over here giving you a virtual high five because you just finished another episode of the Gold Digger Podcast. Did that go by way too fast for anyone else? If you want more, head over to golddiggerpodcast.com for show notes and all the discount codes from today's sponsors. And if you're looking for a new crew of movers and shakers like you to bounce ideas and ask questions, be sure to join my exclusive community for gold diggers on Facebook. The link's waiting for you at golddiggerpodcast.com. Hey, gold diggers. Lately, I've been getting excited to finish furnishing our new home, which is why I want to tell you about a brand that we absolutely love, which is Article. I have been a fan and a customer of Article for years. I'm always blown away by the curated assortment of furniture styles they offer. They have mid-century modern, coastal, industrial, Scandinavian, and even boho designs. There is something for everyone, no matter your taste. In our last house, we had their sofa and leather chairs. At our lake house, we have their dining table and chairs. We also just ordered some of their outdoor furniture for our new patio. Like, if you can't tell, we are obsessed with Article. The quality and style are top-notch. Article's online-only model means that they can offer some great prices with fast and hassle-free delivery. Pick the delivery time that works for you, and they keep you updated every step of the way. Article's customer care team is also amazing. They're knowledgeable, friendly, and always there when you need them. If you're like me and you're itching to give your home a makeover, I highly recommend checking out Article. They believe in delightful design for every home. And thanks to their commitment to style, quality, and affordability, it's never been easier to transform your space. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash gold digger and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash gold digger for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more.